Hi, thank you for joining the King Culture Podcast for today's message. We are thankful for what God is doing right here in Ottawa, Ontario, the nation's capital, and how he's used this podcast to encourage and transform lives around the world. We at Kingdom Culture are all about helping everyone everywhere experience God in their everyday lives. If you have a story to share about how God has encouraged or transformed your life through this ministry, we would love to hear about it. Email us at mystory@kingdomculture.ca. If you would like to support this ministry financially to help us bring messages like this to you every week, you can do so online or by mail. We pray that you would have a genuine experience with God from today's message. Open your heart and mind to receive from God today. Enjoy. If you want to grow in the supernatural and experiencing God in a new way, I invite you to join us every Sunday, 8.55. It's open to everybody, 8.55. Come out, hang out with us. We do teachings on leadership, but it's all based around the supernatural and really experiencing what we say we believe. Because you can say you believe something all you want, but until you experience it, it's just head knowledge. Tell me you believe in healing, but you don't pray for anybody to be healed. You don't really believe. Your belief systems drive you to do things. And when you do things, it brings a response and a result. Even if that result may take some time, you, by doing it over and over again because you believe it, eventually you're going to see some results. You believe that? Are you here this morning? Today is Pentecost Sunday. Do you know what Pentecost Sunday is? Pentecost Sunday is, it's the word Pentecost, okay, comes from a Greek word, Pentecostos, and it actually means, it's, it's sort of what defines 50 days, it's 50 days post the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We know that after Jesus resurrected, he walked as a resurrected man on the earth for 40 days. And he revealed himself to lots of people, his disciples, he showed up, he uh, appeared in locked rooms, he actually even ate food as a resurrected body. He showed up to uh, a house one time where there were some doubters. One called Doubting, we call him Doubting Thomas. And uh, he, Jesus shows up and Thomas still really didn't even believe. And Jesus is like, listen, bro, look, look at the holes in my hands. Like you can touch them. Here, touch them. Because there are some people that uh, they're not going to believe until they touch it. Until they taste it. But that's actually not something that we should aim for because that may take you a long time. The only way you might touch it or taste it is on your deathbed and you don't want to wait that long, do you? You don't want to be Thomas on your bed and, you know, I lived a good life, but I rejected the lordship or the, the, the relationship I could have had with Jesus because I wanted to have fun. Let me tell you, with Jesus, it's way more fun than anything else. Okay, you want a good high? Hang out with the Most High who created it all. You want a better high? Hang out with the Most High. You want to you want to hang out, you want you want to you want to sniff some lines, go into the lines of the word and take a big whiff cuz it will change you. Okay? You want to you want to inject a little bit, then then just just sit down, be still with God and let him put his power into the veins of your spiritual life. Like, hang out with God for a little bit and watch what he does. Some of you like, well, I tried God. It didn't work. No, you didn't work because you stopped before the time came that God wanted to show up powerfully in your life. You got too impatient because you're so used to a drive through culture. Everything's got to happen quick. Let me just tell you, nothing good happens quick. Nothing good happens quick. Nothing good happens quick. Should I say it again? Nothing good happens quick. 
takes time. Anything worth it takes time. Relationship, how many know it take takes time? Marriage takes time. You want a good relationship? Don't quit after the first year because it gets hard. Don't quit because it gets hard. Well, this is Pentecost Sunday, and 50 days after the, after the resurrection of Jesus, guess what happened? The Holy Spirit, the power of God, showed up to humanity in a real way. The power of God showed up, and we know based upon the story in Acts chapter 2, and I'm going to read this to you, and I'm, my prayer for you this morning is that you would experience the reality of God in your life in a real way. That you wouldn't just experience a form. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. It says on the day of Pentecost. Everyone say Pentecost. Okay. You, you might, we are, just so you know, we are not a Pentecostal church. We are, we are not even, de denomin that's a denomination. Okay. Uh, we believe in what happened at Pentecost. Okay. But you can label whatever you want to label in the end. Like this is, this is what we're talking about, is when the Holy Spirit showed up on the day of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers, say all, were meeting together in one place, kind of like what we're doing, right? And suddenly, boom, suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like a roaring of a mighty windstorm. Do you have like, can you do like a mighty windstorm? Oh, awesome, yeah. See? A roaring of a mighty windstorm, okay? Imagine that. So suddenly, all of a sudden, what would you do? Like, uh, 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 like, you know, like the tornado that we had last week? All of a sudden, uh, a mighty windstorm. That was kind of a shock, wasn't it? I don't know about you, but in all the years of being in Ottawa, I've never seen such chaotic weather in my life. If anything, I'm taking it as a sign of the Holy Ghost chaos coming to Ottawa. And it filled the house they were, where they were sitting. Verse 3, then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. So all of a sudden you have all these like like floating tongues that look like tongues, like fiery tongues on people's heads. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be cool. Some of you, I don't know, I'm, I'm down for that. Come on, bring it on. You guys are boring. Okay. Verse 4, and everyone present, so everyone who was there was filled because you got to be in the room. How many have missed it because they chose not to be in the right place at the right time because maybe they were inconvenienced? Like, oh, shoot, I should have been there. How many have had that FOMO, fear of missing out, yeah? Yeah, we all struggle with FOMO once in a while, fear of missing out. It, it's a struggle. And like someone else experienced something that we should have but because of our inconvenience, and it was, I broke a nail, I can't go today, you know. Had a little bit of a headache creeping in the back of my brain. I shouldn't I didn't go today, and I missed it. I missed it. No, no, like... Man, some of the best things happen when, when you are going through the most inconvenient processes. Actually, usually when you don't want to do something, is when you do, need to do something the most. When you don't want to go to the gym, you need to go to the gym. Because that's what actually creates habitual discipline in your life. It's not when you want to go and you feel it, and I'm excited to go to the gym, man. I never want to. I go to the gym six days a week at 5.30 every morning. For two hours, I never want to go to the gym. And yet I do it six days a week, 5.30 in the morning for two hours. I never want to go. I'm never like waking up in the morning and be like, I can't wait to go to the gym. No, I do it out of discipline. I feel nothing. In fact, if anything, I feel anger. I feel hatred. I feel bitterness. If, that's, if anything that's going on, that's what I feel. I don't feel excited. I get excited after it's done. 
You know what I mean? After it's all done, then I'm like, yes, I'm good. I can start my day. That's how I feel. Anyways, everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Verse 5, at the time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by believers. Now, in this context, you got to think about this for a second. Okay, they, there was a whole bunch of cultures represented that had never heard this message about Jesus before. It's 50 days after he resurrected. They haven't really understood what's been going on. All of a sudden, some crazy, weird tornado rips through the meeting. They're bewildered. They're drawn to it. They come running. They don't know the message of Jesus. And all of a sudden, all these 120 people that are representing the different nations and regions, all of a sudden, start in, in perfect speech, start speaking in their native tongue that they don't even know, that they've never learned. They're speaking the message about Jesus. And they're all like, whoa, what's going on? Like, I know that guy doesn't speak Chinese, and I'm Chinese, and, and I, I'm hearing this message about Jesus for the first time in perfect la language. Like, what's going on? Imagine how, how, how like, awestruck these people would be. Now, in this context, you, you know, and then it goes on. Let me just read it again, verse 7. Go back to verse 7. It says, the following verse, it says, They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Jump to verse 12. Jump to verse 12. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. If I stood up here right now and spoke perfect Mandarin, and you know I never spoke Mandarin, would you think I was hammered? No, you'd think like, man, what did that guy, what, what, how is that even possible, right? You wouldn't say they were drunk. Why did they say they were drunk? Because there was stuff going on. It was chaotic. It was like the party started. That's where the party started, you guys. That's where God's first party started. And the party now, the door to the party was open to all humanity. See, before this ever happened, the door to the party was only open to a select few in preparation for the party to be open to all humanity. When the Holy Spirit was poured out on, in Acts chapter 2, the birth of the church began, and the door was open to the party and said, hey, listen, anybody's welcome. All you got to do is walk through the door. Guess what the door is? The door is Jesus. If you walk through the door, you're all into the party, man. And guess what? It's on tap. You don't have to buy anything. You don't got to tip anything. Anybody? It's on tap. And there is an abundance of drink and high waiting for you at the party that you don't have to pay for. That doesn't have long-lasting, that doesn't have after effects that are negative. It's only positive effects. Are you, are you with me this morning? They stood amazed and perplexed. And I love it. Some of them ridiculed them. Because you know what? When you start encountering real things that are against the norm, you're going to get ridiculed. When you stand out and live a life that's different, you're going to get ridiculed. I welcome the ridicule. Bring it on. Write a blog about me. Tell the world that I'm a cult leader. I don't give a rip. You live in your mom's basement. Do whatever you want. You don't know me. Ridicule, kill, be whatever you ridicule. I'm not saying you, but anybody. It just makes what God's doing in my life stronger. Opposition, opposition, and resistance just makes the muscles in my spiritual life bigger. 
That's why you go to the gym. Why? For resistance, right? Tension, right? Tearing that muscle, right? Opposition, force, moving the force. What does that do? It builds you. So, hey, bring the opposition because I'm going to get stronger in the opposition. In fact, if there's no opposition, I'm not getting stronger. I'm getting weaker. So bring it. I love it. I remember when I was in a meeting one time in some random place in Ontario, and these two guys stood in front of the meeting with the doors open to the church, like cursing the meeting. And I just remember being like, this is exciting. You know why? God's going to do more things here because there's more opposition. So bring it. So bring it. See, because this is how, what happened here. The Holy Spirit showed up and all of a sudden now ridicule and like, oh, what's going on? And I don't know. Because we often ridicule and attack the things that we don't understand. The things that we can't language and logically explain, we attack. We, we break down. We have opinions about. How many know people with opinions? Right? We live in a world full of opinions now because of social media platforms, don't we? Everyone has an opinion. You know what? And I, I, I don't get up there and, and, and on social media platforms and start giving my opinion. No, you know what? Because I don't really care to get in battles that exhaust my emotional energy. You're not worth, the, the battle's not worth my time. You got to learn to fight the right battles in life. And unless you're called to that specific opinion because you've lived it out and it's your life calling, scrap your opinion sometimes for the sake of not letting the emotional, mental life be sucked out of you. Because some of you are burning mental and emotional calories you don't have to burn. And you're exhausted because you're fighting battles that aren't even yours. Some of the ridicule actually is not even because you're doing anything good. It's because you're doing everything wrong. You're fighting the wrong battles. That was a side note. That was free. Does it cost you anything? Let's go to the message here. Write this down if you're taking notes. His power has a purpose. Say it with me. His power has a purpose. I want to talk today about the power of the Holy Spirit, and in a very short time, it's going to be very compli complicated for me. I, I really feel after I was sitting down here, I'm like, we, we're going to do a series on the Holy Spirit. We're going to do a series on the Holy Spirit. I'm going to blow the freaking doors off this place. That's what I felt like down there. But I, 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 um, I want to talk today about positioning yourself and understanding why the power of God has come to our lives, because power... His power has a big purpose in life, and we're called to work it. We're called to really work it in life. We're called to do something with it, okay? And I, I, I want to just rewind back. In 2002, I actually started journaling. I would encourage you to journal. Your, your, I, had, I had an encounter with Jesus that changed my life in 2002. That's when everything changed for me. And uh, I started journaling, and I, and I go back to my, I actually have been going back through my journals recently. I had them all, some of them stacked on my night table, and I've been going through. It's really amazing to read how you were when you were, like, way younger in your face. It's crazy. Like, if I read my journal to you, you guys would be like, oh, my gosh. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. Anyways, I was laughing at myself. Um, but honestly, I, I started journaling in 2002, and and uh, I've been reading my 2002, 2003 sort of, you know, writing uh, in, in that time. And, and I just re reminiscing on January of 2003 is when I had my encounter with the Holy Spirit. And uh, I, I had been, in the context of my life, I had nobody really that understood the power of the Holy Spirit. I had nobody understood that in my context of my life at the time. And I was just hungry for more. I remember when I first read 
the scripture in John that said when Jesus would leave, he would send another, and he would guide us and counsel us into all truth, and his name was Holy Spirit. I actually thought that he wasn't here yet. I thought, oh, I was because I was reading it out of context. Like, wow, there's another guy coming. This is so cool. Like, where's the other guy? You know, his name is Holy Spirit. I didn't know he was already within me. So the Holy Spirit was within me. The Holy Spirit was leading me, but I did not have the power of God upon me. Two different things. The Holy Spirit can be within you, but you've never experienced the power of God upon you. You see, John the Baptist, who was a relative of Jesus, baptized Jesus in water. Matthew 3. He baptized Jesus in water, okay, at 30. Okay, Jesus was not baptized as a baby. You are not, listen, there's nowhere in Scripture you'll ever find, okay, babies being baptized in water. They're dedicated. And there's ceremonial cleansings. But Jesus, as the prototype who we follow, right, at 30 years old was water baptized when he made a decision to say, hey, I'm all in. Because Jesus was fully man, fully, fully God. And some of you are like, oh my gosh, what did he say? You know, well, it's a different conversation. So Jesus is baptized, okay, in, in water. And then, you know, he, he gets up, he has this encounter, God speaks to him. And John actually says, right before that experience, he says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He acknowledged that Jesus was the guy, like Jesus, and yet he's baptizing Jesus. And G John the Baptist prophesied and said, this guy right here, when he comes, he's not going to just baptize in water like I'm doing. He's going to baptize people with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So in other words, there's another baptism. There's two other baptisms that are coming that are going to, do something and establish something in you that's not already been established. And in 2003 of January, I had been hungry to encounter the power of God in a real way. And I went to this retreat, this men's retreat, and uh, and and it was like I was like probably the youngest guy in the room. There was probably 12 of us, maybe in bunk beds. And I was a brand new believer. Like I was just walking with Jesus for months at the time, and I just bought this like Baptist book written by a Baptist theologian on the Holy Spirit, and it was decent, and, and I remember opening it up, and, and the first chapter talked about, like, people manifesting and barking like dogs and stuff, and it was attacking a, a movement, and I never even heard about it. I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's cool. Weird, cool. I don't know what I think about that. And I was reading about it, and, and it, has, it intrigued me, and then, and, but I was just hungry. It's just like, there's more. There's more. There's just something. There's something empty. There's more to this than what I'm reading, although this is good. And uh, I went to this retreat, and I woke up in the middle of the night because I have these what I call episodes. Uh, I'm writing about this in my, my, my new book right now. And I have what I call these episodes, and my wife is a part of these episodes where I wake up in the middle of the night, and I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't even remember these moments. And I do something that she remembers that I don't remember, and she interacts with it. She's, like, in the episode with me. Super cool, you know. Uh, you know, and, and uh, it's super fun to hear the things that I say, and some th things that are very, some things are very cryptic and uh, almost like riddles that sometimes I never figure out for years, and even never figure out ever. But it's interesting. And so, I had an episode where I was dreaming about the Holy Spirit, but this was different than the normal things that I experienced. I actually woke up out of my bed outside of my control, my body shot up, and out of my mouth, without even me thinking about what I was saying, I heard myself, anyone ever heard themselves talk? 
Like they didn't choose to talk. They just heard them. Like that's what I was doing. It was so quick, my mind didn't catch up to it. And I said out loud three times, I said, do we really know God's spirit? Do we really know God's spirit? Do we really know God's spirit? And I'm in this bunk bed room with 12 other men. And I'm thinking in my mind, it's like 3 a.m. Did I wake anybody up? My body shoots out of bed. And I wake up to myself saying that. Like I hear my, it's like my spirit man is talking and my mind is like, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? Do you really know God's spirit? So I'm like, man, this is amazing. Like something about this journey that I'm on to encounter the Holy Spirit and his power. It's incredible. And so about a week and a half went by and uh, I still was like in this process. And uh, I, I got a hold of this book by a man named Tommy Tenney called God Chasers. Anybody ever heard of that book? Some of you have heard about it. Some of you people that have been around in the in the zone for quite some time. Tommy Tenney, he wrote this book called God Chasers. And I opened the book up and the opening, literally the introduction literally says, people like you and me around the world are beginning to be woken up in the middle of the night with a repetitious voice saying, do we really know him? Do we really know him? Do we really know? I'm literally reading my encounter that I just had a week and a half earlier. Literally, I'm sitting in my bed. I'm like, oh my gosh, God is speaking. I mean, I was still a newbie. I was like fresh off the boat, okay? I am brand new. And I really have no context. God is speaking. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, so what's going to happen next? I started pursuing all these people. I started talking to like Pentecostal Christians. I'm like, tell me this whole thing about tongues. Like, I want to know about it. Like, tell me about it. It's contra- I like controversy. Let's go. Let's do it. Tell me about it. I mean, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And uh, tell me about the Holy Spirit. And some of the people, like, they couldn't really, they didn't really, like, understand how to even communicate it properly. It still wasn't, like, they, they didn't even know. They, they, it was just, like, really weird. And so I was at Tim Hortons, super frustrated with this Pentecostal guy I just met. And uh, I left Tim Hortons because that's where you went at that time in 2002 or 2003 because nothing else existed. Coffee didn't, no one drank coffee back then. And so I, um, yeah, because Folgers is just not coffee. Um, and so, so I, I left Tim Hortons and I was driving home in my 1992 Topaz. Like, like, you got to picture this for a second, okay? I had like long dreadlocks, spiky like devil horn beards, beard, literally like big goatee. I have like these big massive earrings, okay? My car is covered in stickers, like covered. This is back when stickers were cool on cars, you know? There was like, never that season, like surf stickers and stuff, okay? I had the hula dancer in the in the thing. I had skull door locks, okay? There was a hole in my catalytic converter, so it sounded like I was driving a diesel truck. I had no review mirror. I had a, sla- uh, a broken windshield, okay? And I wore a nursing mask because the fumes were so bad, and I convinced myself if I wore the nursing mask, I would be healthier driving. So I, 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 you should see, I remember on the highway, because it got worse on the highway, driving on the highway with the nursing mask on, dreadlocks, I'm like loving Jesus, you know, and I'm looking at people, people are looking at me and be like, what's going on? I'm like, hey, I'm healthy, even though I found out later the nursing mask doesn't do anything. And so, but anyways, it, I convinced myself it was like placebo or something. Anyway, so that's the context, okay? I wasn't wearing the nursing mask when this encounter happened, but I'm driving home in Barhaven. Okay, which we now call Farhaven because it's just so far. I'm driving home, and on the way home, I'm praying, I'm praying, and all of a sudden, boom, all these 
words start popping in my head and all of a sudden I feel the power of God come on me and all of a sudden my the atmosphere of my car is changed, changing like electricity is like in the car, vibrating in the car. And all of a sudden I just start speaking these words out and it's what the Bible calls speaking in tongues. I had this crazy baptism in the spirit moment and all of a sudden now I'm like my spirit's alive like some I feel like I was levitating all of a sudden it was like instantly I felt hammered like just hammered drunk in this like hammered like I would equate it to like what it was like being drunk you know drinking I was like drunk in the spirit I'm like I feel the power of God so much it was like I just tapped into something I have a line in my vein or something and I was I literally driving home under the influence of the spirit which I think is legal and um, I get, I get to, at least in God's eyes, I get to my driveway. Literally, I stumbled out of my car. You know, you got to understand, most people in my life context at this point in life had no context for this type of thing around me. Literally, I, for the next two, over two hours, I just began to speak in this crazy weird language. There was just two words I was repeating coming out of my mouth. And, uh, and, and I felt like literally I was floating. I had a Holy Spirit moment. Changed everything for me. I remember laying in my bed that night, like I just felt like I was just elevated. Like something just shifted in my life. Like everything is going to change. Although the Holy Spirit was in me, the power of God hadn't come upon me until this moment. Now you're thinking, well, show me. I'm going to show you in a very short time. And if I don't get to everything, well, we're just going to pray and you're going to have an encounter and then we're going to go home and have an amazing 28 degree Celsius weather, which is awesome, by the way. 28 degrees, come on. Feels like 30. You know, Liz said it was like 20, 30 degrees or whatever in your house or that, that used to be like normal for our Michelle and I's house. Like literally I couldn't wear clothes most of the time in seasons of our life because I was sweating so much in our house. Anyways, sorry to give you the bad visual, but God, God bless you. Okay, let's go on. Sorry. Woo. Okay. Uh, I'm drunk. <laughs> Acts chapter 1. Let's go here. Acts chapter 1. In my first book, let's go here. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach. Until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instruction through the power of the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. That's what I said earlier. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. I was looking at the screen earlier. It says like free gift. I'm like, okay, we got to take the free off because gifts are always free. That's why it's a gift. Anyways, he, he, he sends you the gift promised. As I told you before, verse 5, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Let's get down to verse 8. But you will receive power. Everyone say power. Now this word power is where we get is the Greek word dunamis. It's, it's what we call dynamite, explosive, miraculous working power. Power to perform. Power to push through opposing circumstances. Dynamite, explosive power. You'll receive that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Because you see, the Holy Spirit was already... John 20, verse 22, when Jesus was resurrected and visited some of his apostles, he actually breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was within, but wasn't upon. 
You tracking with me? Within, leading me, but not upon. Within, transforming me from the inside out, but not upon. Not overshadowing me. But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Say witnesses with me. The power of God did not come so you could speak in tongues. The power of God did not come so you could prophesy. The power of God did not come so you could do all kinds of crazy, miraculous works. That's a part of it. The power of God came so you could be his ambassador, his witness. Testify in boldness of the good things that God is and things that he's done. You know what that word witness means? It means martyr. So that you would be so injected by his life that if you had to, you'd lay down your life for him. That's why the power of God came upon them. It wasn't so they could be good little bunny rabbit Christians hanging out, watching TV all day long, coming to church once a week and not talking to him all week. (laughs) Okay? You're hearing this. The power of God came on them so they'd be bold. They'd be courageous. They would be unoffendable so that they would be able to push through opposition and make him known in the world. That's why the power of God came upon these guys. And it was tangible. He was tangible. It says here, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now let's just go back to John or Acts chapter 1 verse 5 for a second. Just track with me for a second. Verse 5. John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now that word baptized, everyone say baptized, okay? One of, it's the word baptizo. Everyone say baptizo. And one of the first places you find that word baptizo uh, in ancient times is Nicander used it, used it in a recipe for pickling pickles. You know how a cucumber goes in a cucumber? But what does it come out like? A dill, pickle, right? It goes in one thing, right, and is transformed through being submersed, right? Inside the cucumber, there's, there's, there's water, there's liquid, right? But outside the cucumber, there's no liquid. So the pickle goes into the pickle jar and gets baptized. Some of you guys that used to do drugs would know what baptism means in another way. We get baptized, okay, and, 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 and it would be totally transformed after the experience of baptism. That's what the Holy Spirit coming upon you is like. Really, let's just call it, he's pickling you. Because right now you're a dry cucumber on the outside. You got the juice on the inside, but you're dry on the outside. How do you know when a pickle comes out of the pickle jar, the outside is not dry anymore? Right? The taste is different, right? It changes the the components within the cucumber totally different. It does not taste like a cucumber any longer. You're baptized in the Holy Ghost. You're pickled, literally saturated, overwhelmed, a new person on every side of the coin. You smell different now. You used to be a good little Christian hanging out at Starbucks, showing up on time. Awesome, great. But now you come in with a realm around you. 
You come in with a realm of the power of God around you. You're like, man, you're different. I smell something different on you. Yeah, you know, I just got pickled last night. I got pickled on Sunday. You know, the, the pastor preached a, a message on, I got pick, literally pickled, yeah. And you come into Starbucks on Monday morning, and all of a sudden, wow, you smell like a dill. You were a cucumber last week. I smelled the dill on you. What's going on, bro? And you're like, man, I got pickled on Sunday. You got to come to this church if you want to get pickled. You'll get pickled. You'll come in a cucumber and leave a dill. That's the goal of God for you today. Take a break. Just take a break so I can breathe for a second. Because now I'm looking at the time, and we got to be out at a certain time. But you need to get pickled before you leave. So, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the dynamite explosive power is activated within you. I want to give you quick, quickly, where's my bag? Where's my bag of treats? Let's do this. Just to, show you, just to show you something here for a second, because there's many in this room right now, you have the Holy Spirit within you, but you've never experienced the power of God upon you. And, um, you know, in this bag are what we call some, what do we call these things again? <laughs> Nobody even knows. What are they called again? Somebody, where's Matt? He's the one that brought them. They're they're called packing peanuts, but they're they're chopped up, right? Now, yeah, give me the the rake. You have the rake? Where's the rake? So, so here we go. So, a lot of us, when the Holy Spirit comes within us, and we receive the Holy Spirit's power within us. It's like. Pretend this right here is the life that we have to deal with. The things that we have to push through, the things that we have to perform in, the things that we have to process, all the things that come against us, things that are good, things that are bad, things that we just have to deal with in life. But see, when you encounter the Holy Spirit or you have an encounter with Jesus, it's like he gives you a rake and you got, now you're led and you can kind of like, you can shape your life the way you need to because God is now transforming you and and this is awesome isn't it right look like I can organize everything and if I don't want certain things in my life I can kind of take some things out but you see how this is a little bit just it's kind of monotonous right it's kind of slow isn't it it's kind of it's kind of takes a little bit more of a of a process this is what it's like when we receive the Holy Spirit we have what we need now to deal with the stuff in our life but it's just maybe not at the level that we could. It isn't at that level. And you see all throughout Scripture, if I had more time, I would, I would develop this more, but because of time, I can't. But the things and the reasons why the Holy Spirit came upon us to be His witness went further. And I just want to quickly address three things. And the first thing is to proclaim the message within you boldly. That's why the power of God came upon your life to help you proclaim with boldness. And we see it in Acts chapter 2 because when the Holy Spirit showed up, the very guy that denied Jesus, Peter, three times, Jesus' right-hand guy denies Peter three times. The guy that rejects Jesus, think about it for a second, is not bold enough to stand up for Jesus. 
doesn't have the ability to proclaim with confidence that I know the guy who you're all going after right now. I'm paraphrasing. Peter denies Jesus in the time that Jesus needed him the most. Is the same guy 50 days later after the resurrection that is in this encounter and when the Holy Spirit shows up, he stands up and says to the crowd, they're not drunk as you suppose, but this is what Jesus, this is what has been prophesied through the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour up my spirit upon all flesh. And Peter preaches the message of Jesus with boldness in that day, in that moment, and 3,000 people say, I'm all in. I'm all in. The power of God came upon Peter for the ability to proclaim. It also came upon him, it came upon us to push through. Now some of you, I want to give you one quick verse and then we're going to transition here in a second. Jesus, I told you in Matthew 3, was baptized. Remember that? Baptized by John the Baptist. In Matthew 4, 1, he comes out of that baptism experience and the Bible says he's led by the Spirit into the desert. You see, even Jesus, fully human and fully God, okay, had not yet had the power of God upon him. In fact, we read it in Paul's letters that when he literally left his abode in heaven and came in the flesh, okay, he emptied himself of his divine privileges as God. Became human to relate to us, to be on our the same playing field. So the Holy Spirit was within Jesus. He was led, right? He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Luke 4, or Matthew 4, verse 1, or Luke 4, verse 1, Jesus being filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit is the word, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. But then he's tested for 40 days, right? Remember the story? Let's fast forward to the end of that experience in Luke 4, chapter verse th- or 4, verse 13. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Then Jesus, what does it say here? Returned, not led by the Spirit out of the wilderness. He returned now different. There was a pickling that happened. 40 days in the jar. 40 days in the jar as a cucumber. Even Jesus came out now as a pickle. He came out With the Spirit of God upon him, it says. He returned in the power of the Spirit. You see the difference? He was led into, like we all have the Holy Spirit within us, but then he came out of that experience in the power. He was pickled in the jar for 40 days. You with me? Jesus needed that experience to push through the next three and a half years of his life. To do all the miracles that he did, because he hadn't done any miracle yet. He hadn't done any miracle until the power of God came on him. He didn't do any performance until the power of God was upon him now. No record of it. Then he comes out of the wilderness with power and he's performing miracles, casting out demons, raising the dead. He's going through the next three and a half years. He's pushing through obstacles, life, rejection, betrayal, all these things, the cross, the crucifixion, the most crazy thing ever. Why? Because the power of God comes upon you, what? To die. What did Jesus do? What did Jesus do? He died. gave his life. The third thing that the power of God comes on us to do is to perform so we can do what God's called us to do. This is not in a negative sense, not in a negative sense. But listen, there's only so much that you can do with this. There's only so much that you can do in organizing your life when you just have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Only so many ways that you can go about this. And, and no matter how much you try to deal with things, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't escape you. And they're just, it's, things are just everywhere in your life and circumstances are everywhere in your life. But let me just show you something. When the power of God comes on you, 
it's like all of a sudden the whole game changes and now what took a long time to deal with is instant look at that instant it's instant gotta get it off all the stage here that's what it looks like when you encounter the power of God in your life. It rearranges everything. 